All right, so welcome back to Best Comics Ever, podcast by Comic Book Herald. We're here today to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, the latest entry in the MCU. It's film number 20 in the MCU lineup. Again, I'm your host, Dave Busing, here with my dad and two brothers, Phil and Matt, to talk about the movie. So this is MCU entry number 20, as I said. Um, I wrote my review on comicbookherald.com. I generally liked it, but was a little disappointed with a number of ways I thought it could have been better. And I guess, Matt, we've got you on the phone. I guess, why don't you start and let us know, what did you think? I, I actually really liked it. Um, I thought it was a kind of perfect movie after Infinity War. It, um, it kind of gave me the lighthearted Marvelness that I that I was looking for without being too much. Um, and it kind of brought me back to Ant-Man and introduced a really cool Wasp character that I thought was pretty awesome. Um, I know some people didn't really like the ghost or kind of the villain character. And I don't know, we'll probably get into that maybe a little later. But I, I kind of didn't really mind her or didn't really care because she. I felt like the villain wasn't the big part of it. I kind of like the introduction of the um, the quantum realm um, and kind of all they, do, all they did with that. And then also kind of having... Um, just kind of the the jokes and the the comedy in it, I thought was really funny. I was laughing a lot more than anyone else in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I definitely thought it was a funny movie. Um, mm-hmm. but that the movie that it compared the most directly to me was Guardians Two. I yeah. thought, which was a good sure. a good first watch because it was very funny. Um, but like, but that's kind of all there is to it. Right. Guardians 2 was the movie it really reminded me of because it kind of, in both of the movies, they kind of just don't pick a villain. They kind of just throw a bunch of villains at you. Like Guardians 2 had his dad and also had these golden people and had Nebula. And in this movie, you've got the FBI and you've got Ghost and you've got the like criminal dealer kind of guys. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just like the plot in both of them kind of isn't what I feel like carries it. They kind of just focus on the characters. Mm -hmm. And luckily I think I really enjoyed the characters in this and in that movie as well. So I think they do well in that. But for me, the overarching story was kind of, they kind of put it on the back burner and I think it works, but could have been stronger if they focused a little more on that part. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was more of a character movie kind of develop because even while it had special effects it wasn't just crazy with special effects and there was just a lot of dialogue and Mm -hmm. um kind of interactions with the characters i you know after infinity you can't i I was like okay wow they're going to do so much with ant-man and wasp it's going to really connect it they're going to get to marvel and marvel and all these kind of things Mm -hmm. and then you know seeing more and more of the trailers i was kind of like okay this looks like it's just going to be a fun movie yeah which Kind of, I was worried about, like, well, maybe this, are they just going to kind of do what they did the first time, and is it not going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, coming out of it, watching and coming out of it, though, I really enjoyed it. And I I think it was probably, I think as, as Matt said, it was like, it was the right time for this kind of a movie. I, so I let's, let me, let's get into that a little without going into the spoilers, because I think that's actually, that was my biggest challenge with it, was is it, do we need a palate cleanser? So like basically the hook was, okay, this is just a fun, laughable time after the most serious, not only the most serious like ramifications, but the most Marvel Universe movie they've ever done. And it's like, oh, let's just go back to having fun with like one specific scene. 
So you're saying that's what you want. That's actually fun now. That's what you wanted. I think, yeah, I think it was, uh, again, going into it, I, in my head, I had built up an expectation for more, but watching it, I kind of just sat back saying, you know, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the humor. I'm enjoying that they did, you know, they used Giant Man and they used Ant Man for the old timers like me. They went back to the original watch, you know, mm-hmm. they had that character. They brought in Bill Foster, you know, Black Goliath or Goliath as they referenced him in this one. That was kind of cool to me. I was like, well, I, I mean, I, think, I haven't thought about him in a long time. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So I thought that was all good. Um, they got into the quantum realm a little bit. And I think, at, you know, the other, you know, and at the very end with the post credit, you, you got enough that, you know what, that satisfied me for moving it along. We'll talk and about it, that. And yeah. it also synced up from a timing perspective. Like, you know, it was like, this was happening before that big event yeah. that happened in infinity. So I ended up saying, you know what? I think this was a good, a good idea. And I think for the general public, I'll reference mom again. I think it was exactly what she needed in a superhero Marvel, the MCU right now, as opposed to another like really deep yeah. kind of movie. That's probably fair. Uh, Phil, what did you think? Did you, did you like that it took a step back or did you find that, uh, I don't know, disappointing? Um, uh, I kind of go back and forth on it because I feel like it fits well into the story of Ant-Man to kind of take a step back because we had the origin story and then we had Civil War and I felt like this did a nice job of kind of giving us another story that wasn't, you know, the stakes in this are very low. Right. Like there's really nothing bad is going to happen. And they kind of, I mean, they kind of ramp up the stakes at the end that, seemed a little out of nowhere but for most of the movie the stakes aren't that high they're kind of fighting off these bad guys and trying to except for ghost whose life is miserable yeah but for our main characters they're kind of just yeah chumping around you know but it wasn't it wasn't yeah the the stakes were very low (laughs) right right and that's that was the headline of my review was small yeah and that's intentional right that's clearly they're not doing a, a universe saving movie yeah i just think to me like to compare it to a comic book, it's kind of like the comic book issue that ties in the comic you're reading to the event. Mm-hmm. But those issues are always just a little weird. Like yeah. if you're a big fan of that comic, like if you're a huge Ant-Man fan, great movie. Right. But if you're just a Marvel Universe fan, I feel like you kind of watch this and you're like, didn't Thanos just yeah. destroy the whole, like what, like, do I really care about this necessarily? And like, yeah, he, then the characters are really didn't. good. Because the timing of that was right at the end. It wasn't while this was all I mean, I but thought that's, they did. But that's weird. They haven't done that before. They no, have not. I, they no, just they, flowed in you're, time. You're right. You know, progressively. Right. So for them to take a step back with this movie, it, it is it is literally that. It's a step back saying, oh, we're going to go back in time when things were better. But we already know they're not. And we spent two months, you know, kind of absorbing the fact that they're not. It's yeah. a, it was a little off. It was, it was different, but it, I mean, I thought it did, a, it did enough references to, to you, you just said about like Civil War, Phil. It did enough to give you the continuity there. Mm-hmm. It kind of explained the two years and brought you... Just for Ant-Man. Right, right. Um, but I'm saying, just, just in the context of this, it kind of explained, okay, well, you know, because how did he get to where he is? What happened after, you know, everything that we had last seen him in, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Kind of explained that. And then again, I think they closed it up enough at the end to bring you there and it sets the stage a little bit from what it sounds like Captain Marvel is going to be in the nineties. So that's mm-hmm. going to be going back too. So now it's like, okay, everything isn't going to be keep flowing along, you know, chronologically. So yeah, I, it was okay. It was okay. Like it wasn't what I was initially thinking, but I left it saying I, I'm, 
if, if there hadn't been anything in the post credit, I would have been disappointed. But then it had like nothing to do. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. Matt, what did you think about the like the timing of when the movie set and and just the general approach of like it's really not connected to Infinity War until the post credits. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Dad. I think originally going into it, I was, you know, I had all these big expectations, you know, after Infinity War, you're kind of like crafting all these theories and what of what Ant-Man could do and stuff um, for the next Avengers movie. And, uh, it, and what they did was kind of like, I feel like they're kind of like, okay, f- forget about those, at least for this movie, at least for the, you know, the, the main movie part, not the after credit. Um, and just kind of focus on a fun Ant-Man movie. And for me, like, I, I really enjoyed that. Because it kind of was the, I mean, it like Phil kind of said too, it was kind of like a tie-in issue almost, but it was a fun filler movie for me to kind of bring me back to the Marvel movies. Like, it, I don't know, it was just kind of the nice, uh, just kind of a general basic Marvel movie. But it, I mean, basic, not in bad way, and just kind of a, a good fun way for me. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think basic it, you can interpret it one. You can interpret it either way. You can interpret that as an insult or as a positive. And I think for people who generally like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the template that they've set, basic is fine, yeah. right? Basic is good. Mm-hmm. Like, was this? I guess let's just. I'm not going to rank it yet, but was this significantly better than the first Ant Man, or was it basically the same? Because I feel like I enjoyed them about the same. I thought the jokes were better in this one. I would say I think that I think this was a little better. A little better, yeah. yeah. I thought I think this one was a little better. I think the casting mm-hmm. for of, for both Ant Man's is just really strong, and yeah. I thought the characters shined a little brighter in this one, even yeah. more than the first. I mean, I like how they use the X Con, you know. That, that I mean, I like mm-hmm. how they use those yeah. guys in there. Um, I, I like the Bill Foster introduction. The I FBI like, agent was great. He was really good. Was really good. Jimmy Woo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize first. I liked. I liked. You know, having you know Jan come back in. Yeah. Even for a little uh, bit yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, the other thing I'll say: every time they went in the quantum realm, I was like staring all over the place. Is there some reference there yeah. about Captain? <laughs> that, that I need to be watching for, kind of. So, so I, I did have that, like, in, like you know, in the back of my mind, I was looking yeah, for that, but it wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. But again, it wasn't there. But it set the stage at the post credit scene enough. Okay, okay. See, I had the, I think I had the same you really experience, but the opposite reaction, yeah. which was, well, they didn't do anything with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so. One of the things I wrote about was, and we we talked about in our Infinity War review, Matt and, and Dad about. Like the possibility of that being like quantum realm being kind of like the negative zone right. or uh, like the microverse, mm-hmm. you know, like this. But to mm-hmm. me, the important thing there is not what you call it from what it's based on in the comics, but that it's like a lived in world mm-hmm. and that there's like cultural culture and civilization right. and characters. Mm-hmm. And one of the most confusing things to me still yeah. is what was Jan doing? Did she see anyone or anything or was yeah. she standing on a rock for 30 years? Well, the inter- and I don't. This may be jumping ahead okay. too much. I'm not sure which. Like, if we can, how detail we can talk, or we can't talk. Um. So, well, th- yeah. So, for anyone listening, I'm sure we warned you, but there will be spoilers for the movie. Um. I would just assume anything from here on forward is spoiler filled for both Ant Man and the Wasp and uh, Infinity War. So let's just let's go all in on okay. talking about theories and all that. Because in that post credit scene, as short as it was, uh-huh. before he leaves, Jan is kind of warning him about, you know, watch out for this, watch out for this, watch out for this. Uh-huh. And the one thing she says is, watch out for, like, the time tunnel, because that could take you back, like, 30 years. Mm. 
which is an interesting time reference because 30 years now is into the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, how did she know that? Mm -hmm. You know, because was she interacting with somebody to know that? Did she travel through one and then mm -hmm. somehow came back? So, it, again, in my mind, I'm kind of like, okay, did they at least kind of tease you with some of the things that we had talked about, like what is in this world? That right. she wasn't just like floating around and this, you know, yeah, standing on a rock and somehow becoming, you know, super energized kind of a thing. Right. So, yeah. right. so that's all, again, it, it, it gave me enough there that I felt like, okay, they're seeding something up that there's going to be something in Captain Marvel. So you think, okay, so you think Ant-Man's going to, Scott's going to be in Captain Marvel. Uh, that's what well, for I'm sure. somehow for sure. I think. For sure. Well, the I think the quantum realm is going to be in it for sure. I don't know if Ant-Man will be, but I bet you she ends up in the quantum realm or something. If they do the quantum realm and don't bring up Scott, that's going to be really. It, There's got to be some. Well, somehow you got to get either him back to that time or her back to this time, uh -huh. and I think somehow he's got to play a role in that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It could be an after credit scene if they. And it could just be the same thing exactly. Yeah, yeah. she okay. has to end up you know, in the, the that, present. What was Yuri sending? You know, where was he sending that message off to? Yeah. Right. Was that back in time or, you know, what was that kind of thing? I guess it would make more sense if that was actually a signal to the quantum realm, the quantum realm. than a page through time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause we page haven't time, explained that technology. What's right. that, Matt? I said a page through time seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a little strange. Okay. So in my, yeah, when I was thinking about what the possibilities were, I kind of overlooked the, the time travel element and was more thinking of Scott showing up in the next Avengers installment. And thinking more just like Tony's going to be building something and his instruments will pick up this quantum realm as a possibility for time travel or something. And and then he'll basically hear from Scott that way. But I, I actually think I like the idea of him being in Captain Marvel more. Um, that actually feels like a good fit for yeah. the Scott Lang. Because yeah. if you introduce him in Avengers, it's like I actually don't want a lot of Scott Lang in that right. movie. Right. It's not going to be important to me right. at that time. Right. Yeah. Um Okay, interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. Okay, so that gets into the connections and all that. I think, and I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit because at the end of the day, I enjoyed the movie. You know, I think it's good. I think it's well done. I think it's a little bit better than the first Ant-Man. I've got it kind of middle tier Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? It's not in my great or good tiers. It's in, or it's not in my like best or great tiers, but it's in generally good. Um, I think I've got it. I don't remember exactly, but like, I like it more than Dr. Strange, you know, uh, I like it more than it's right in the guardians Two range, but, but it's, it's not a movie that I'm like super excited about, I guess is the weirdest thing. Cause I was so excited about infinity war right. and everything they were yeah, doing. Right. And it is hard to, to walk back. I think for me a little bit, cause it's, I don't know. It's kind of it, yeah. boring's a, cruel word to use to describe something that people worked extremely hard on and did a pretty good job at. Um, but when you just had everyone coming together so well and you had the Marvel universe, it's kind of just like it's an Ant-Man and Wasp. I mean, I wouldn't pick up an Ant-Man and Wasp comic like this. Well, and this was, this really was the lowest possible stakes. Yeah. I mean, Scott Lang has almost nothing to lose unless maybe the FBI go back and well, he can go to jail there. He can like go to like jail. that's the thing though. Is like, yeah, it's just by comparison. It's small. I, I think the high stakes from the plot were 
do does Jan die or not? Does she get lost in? But even that, to me, that was kind of confusing because I didn't. Were they in a time crunch? Because all of a sudden, when she in that scene where she takes over Paul Rudd, right? At, which was a great scene, but which then is scene. Mm-hmm. she is saying like, "You have two hours to get me." Did we know it was a time crunch before that? No, no. It, it kind of seemed out of nowhere. It there and it was like everything's not going to line up all of a sudden for another whatever. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a little out of nowhere. Let's add some stakes at the last yeah. second. It's for, really lucky it lined up. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, it's for a comic book science. Yeah, I mean, there was a well, there was a ton of that. I mean, the whole the whole quantum realm and everything about it is is nonsense comic book science and it's like i don't think at any point in the movie it adds up and the idea of ghost draining her out of the realm to save herself didn't make a ton of sense it's so is is ghost anything from yeah ghost is a marvel villain i think he i think it's a he in the comics and i think first shows up i want to say an iron man you know kind of a steal the suit technology type villain um so that i i actually liked ghost in general I thought it was interesting to create a villain that was so sympathetic. You know, I mean, she's not a bad person, seemingly. But for me, they they killed that a little bit in that scene because they they show you the backstory, and then the scene ends with her. I'm gonna go take Scott Lang's little girl and like hold her hostage. But she doesn't do it. But only because he Bill Bill talks her out of it. Bill Foss talks her out of it. Like, but she me, does like comply. Yeah, to me, that was a moment where you could have showed a little more emotion of her, like, oh, why did I even think of that? Like, she's very just angry still. She's literally always in pain. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you could have showed a little humanity in that moment. I don't really fault her. I, I see what you're saying. Um, kidnapping little girls is wrong, yeah, right? I think we can unequivocally say. But I understood Ghost's <laughs> motivation pretty well. She doesn't get a ton to do. Right. You know, I mean, right. mostly she's a power to to make it so that going small isn't like an right. automatic KO right. in a fist fight. But uh, I actually thought her and Bill were a pretty interesting combination. I thought they were good characters to add. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. And I did think they played off each other well. Mm-hmm. But even at the end, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, that still, they, you know, he still was going to stay with her. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think in general, everyone mostly liked it. Um, Matt, I guess, was there anything, was there anything that really stood out to you that surprised you or things you were hoping that would happen that didn't, um, like that were really cool? You know, we talked about the, the post credits, but anything else in the movie that you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, so the two things that, that really stuck out to me, one was kind of ghost explanation of what was happening to her. Cause she kind of talks about how like her like cells were like ripping apart and then repairing themselves, but they were going to like parallel universes. Mm. And so kind of bring up this idea, they kind of almost like introduced the multiverse through her as this, like, she's like, you know, breaking into different universes and then coming back together, which I thought was super interesting Yeah, and could be something they kind of play with in the, in the next Avengers movie. Um, And then the other thing was Janet, when she comes out, she kind of talks about how she's evolved Basically, like the quantum realm has, you know, made her into this different being sort of with these new powers. Um, And I've read some things kind of talking about how, like, you know, in Marvel, when you hear the word evolution, you think of the X-Men. So kind of thinking about, like, introducing mutants in that way um, as, like, as Janet's this, like, first mutant in the Marvel universe. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting thing that they could do. I'm not sure what they will do with that or Mm. 
there's anything to that, but I thought that was kind of interesting too. And I, I think, I think in the ultimate universe, I think Janet actually is a mutant. Um, that's what, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in, so in like the ultimates, the very first intro to like the new Avengers for that universe, the Mark Millar and Brian Hitch version, mm-hmm. I believe one of the kind of her secret is that she actually is a mutant and that's where her wasp powers come from. And Hank, Hank Pym is right. like a total villain in that. And he kind of uses that to um, sort of blackmail her almost. Uh, if memory serves, it's been a while since I read it. So that's that's an interesting theory as well. I think that's... Huh. Yeah. yeah. I did wonder, I, I didn't know about that, but I, I when she talked about the, you know, she's evolved, I did wonder what that... Is that leading towards something in the future? I hope so, because otherwise it was so... Right. I, it, it was so weird. I guess. And this energy and his energy that they were going to, you know, capture. I, I know they were going in there to help ghost and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like obviously there's something more with this quantum energy. But yeah. I wonder when they could bring that up because I mean when like she just disappeared. I guess they could bring it up through a different character in the quantum realm, not necessarily through her, because Well, so that's then the question is, are are those characters that quote unquote disappeared, are they like on a Secret Wars style planet? Are they in a different universe? Um, Or are they all just going to come back after the people who are left save them? I just like in the next Avengers, if everyone, if somehow they manage to bring everyone back, I don't want the focus to be on her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily know that I care. No, and I don't know if it's going to be in the next one. You're right, Phil. But like, is it somewhere down the road in the next phase? Yeah, maybe. It should have relevance because it's too, it's too much info. Yeah, it's such a weird moment. She had, and plus like, again, she's been in the quantum realm for so long. Right something that has to be, mean something the other thing and and i think it was in the movie i don't think i was just dreaming this but did they not use Reed richard's name <laughs> i didn't hear that when did you think you heard that i thought when bill foster was talking no you point. just were imagining <laughs> there was no reference <laughs> i don't think that i know what i would have missed all right, that all right okay i mean <laughs> it was but it was a quantum like what he just like coughed it <laughs> no when they were talking about kind of the history and kind of about the smart people okay maybe i did just totally like i feel I, like that I would have been a huge deal uh, i did dream about it again that night so maybe i just dreamt <laughs> about it. Maybe i made that up in my head uh, that's awesome <laughs> that's fun <laughs> okay um did you guys have any other like big so those are some interesting theories did you guys have any other like ideas or things that this sparked or surprises coming out of it. I mean, I feel like, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about Jan and the quantum realm because that's the stuff that is more interesting to the Marvel universe in broad strokes. And then everything else is like just good, solid character performance. You know, it's like Scott's like Scott's relationship with his daughter and his family is like very fun and compelling Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and it feels uh, realistic, but it's also, it's got nothing to do with Thanos. So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't translate to questions and theories. It's just Mm -hmm. nice to watch, I guess. The romance um, between he that that's that's fun in the Ant Man yeah. Wasp world right and it's you know it's really one of the first more like kind of like focused romances yeah that they had again kind of fitting into the genre of this movie yeah more than the other ones one thing they do do well that um that I mentioned in the review but it's they bring up this history of Shield in spurts that's yeah. like it's very interesting it's yes. compelling and it's not the focus of the movie per se yeah but like there's this whole world that's only an ant-man that that is that is like super powered beings that they've had operating for decades and they don't talk about that really anywhere else in the Mm -hmm. marvel cinematic universe and the one thing i was thinking is i mean aside like captain america the first one but 
But it's, but Shield forms at the end of that. They don't yeah, even that's have what I'm saying. Yet. Like it kind of sets up. Yeah, and it sets up Agent Carter, the, the show, which was, I thought was good for a season, and then kind of fell right, off. Right, right. Um, but to me, it's like yeah. bring Agent Carter back, but in the 70s or 80s yeah. with this with this version of them where they've got like Pim and Janet doing missions, and they've got yeah. Ghost apparently yeah. running missions. It's like right. I don't know. I mean, having Ghost like as a you know Shield assassin, I thought was an interesting kind of. Like they almost subtly threw it in there with their backstory. Like, like quickly mention it and then kind of forget about it. That was it. Well, yeah, and it, I guess it makes me wonder, like, what other mm-hmm. what other things have they been doing mm-hmm. that haven't been referenced? Um, and I think the most obvious connection would for Marvel fans would be like the Thunderbolts Initiative, right, right. which is basically like villains as government mm-hmm. sponsored heroes, um, which Ghost could still be used for, right? If that's something done. Which would well, be, one thing, I think, pretty cool. Uh, you can also have Zemo because he's still out there, and he's a longtime yeah. Thunderbolts. He's like the the Thunderbolts connection initially. So, where are you going to say? I was going to say the one thing I was kind of reading about. Um, I, I forget which article it was, but they were talking about how, um, what's the the guy from Justified who's the bad guy? Uh, I forget his name in the movie. Waylon. Um, yeah, but he's uh, he keeps. Well, he keeps like mentioning, you know, the, these like powerful people that people that he works for. Um, oh yeah, and they never they never really tell you who it is, but he's like, you know, he keeps making a big deal like they're not to be messed around with or like they get what they want, sort of thing. And I was oh. kind of reading this idea of how um, like whoever that is could be like a super interesting kind of character that they bring in. People were talking about like Oscorp or Norman Osborn being that person. Um, yeah. I forget who the other one was, but I thought like having Osborne in it kind of sets up the whole, you know, dark, dark, what is it? Dark rain. Is that what it is? Dark rain. Yeah. Like all, all that sort of kind of future with the um, secret invasion and all that, which is kind of an interesting route. They could go in different future phases. So do you think that is interesting? So I guess the one thing we know that they've talked about with Captain Marvel is the scrolls or the villains. Yeah. So if the Skrulls are the villains in the 90s, they're definitely still here, right? Mm-hmm. So the question would be, do the Skrulls have a role in the Avengers 4, which is all about trying to like restore the world to normal, but then also being invaded by shape-shifting yeah. aliens? That's a weird one, right? Like, I don't know if that works, Yeah, but... But to hang on to the scrolls beyond that, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know the answer. Um, I think that's the tough thing with all this stuff is how much like how much are they setting up beyond Avengers Infinity War? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or beyond the next Avengers, because I feel like after whatever they do to conclude that, I feel like it'll be kind of weird in some ways to come back to small stuff that was set up in like these sorts of movies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that almost has to lead in. They almost kind of have to break with what they were setting up from those movies onward. But yeah. I don't know. I guess they could come back. But the scrolls would be interesting because that could take you to space though, two more mm-hmm. with her. I mean, I, I, is that more where they're going to end up going and not maybe just the focus, but beyond that. Right. Which to date has been pretty strictly to the realm of like the guardians. Right. I guess Infinity War is the first time where really you get Earth heroes out in space. And a little bit four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Simple 
Simple question. Do you want to see an Ant-Man 3? Dad? Yes. Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Matt? <laughs> is it an Ant-Man and a Wasp 3? or is it just I think it's Ant-Man a Wasp 3. and an Ant-Man 3. Hmm. See, I, I'm kind of for that. I, I liked Wasp, or I liked Hope as Wasp. I thought she was kind of okay. cool. My answer is affirmed. Okay. Definitely no. I would love to see Wasp on an Avengers lineup. Uh, Scott can yeah. go spend time with his family. That'd be fine with me. Um, I don't. I don't need an Ant Man. You just don't need another. I just. I. They're a. They're an interesting s- small stakes comic. I think in recent years, like. Nick Spencer, the writer, did Astonishing Ant-Man. It's fun. It's funny. It's like this style of Scott Lang. But it's not a series that I'm ever like super excited about. I don't know what the story is for the Ant-Man Wasp mythos that I'm extremely engaged in. Um, devoid of connections to the Avengers. They just don't really have that. What if it's called the Quantum Realm? If it was all in the microverse, which is kind of what I was hoping this would be. If you did like a yeah. like a true to Planet Hulk style storyline, where it's like alien civilization, it's all in the quantum realm, that I'm into. Uh, I guess it would need to be more science fiction. I feel yeah. like that's what you're yeah. you think you would want that from these characters? Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be funny to put them in the uh, like a seriously, you know, kind of crazy science fiction adventure. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I guess I feel like. To me, I guess I said yes because I like the characters. I don't know, like like you were saying, I don't know that there's a, a big stake story mm-hmm. that yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, see them yeah. go in that direction, and I don't know that I would necessarily need that from these movies. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I mean, I I think I think this cast of characters is like for one of these aside from the ensemble movies, like maybe the best cast of including all the like other people they have. So I just like them and think they're really funny. It's like watching them. I don't know that. Yeah. Like, I don't know that the story in the first Ant-Man or this Ant-Man is really that compelling, but I think they're likable. That's Mm -hmm. fair. Put them on. Well, I was just saying, it almost becomes more of a TV. Yeah. At that, like you've talked about some type cases, Phil, the other thing that kind of reminds you of watching a good TV show. Yeah. Um, I I guess I, I do like the characters a lot. I don't know if I want to, if there is another one, I don't know. I just want a, another similar plot, kind of like the first two have been. Um, I guess I would like something that was. I was thinking more getting into the quantum realm, mm-hmm. you know, because now you've got you got the original Wasp and everything she's learned. You've still got Hank Pym, mm-hmm. you know. You've got you know in uh, Hope, and then you've got um, you know if they want to use Bill Foster, so you got all this like scientific kind of brain power there. Yeah, like could it be something more to take it that way? But yeah. I, I, you know, and then still leverage the characters and the humor and stuff like that. Right. I mean, they could, honestly, if they had played this right, they could kind of be the Fantastic Four. Right? I mean, the way you just said it, they're like, they're the science family. Right, right, exactly. This weird, disparate, always fighting family. Right. But that's, and obviously they're not going to do that. And maybe they'll have the actual Fantastic yes, Four. Exactly. What's that, Matt? Is Scott the thing in that scenario? Or is he the human torch? Uh, he's, he's a little thingish, but not nearly as good or as angry, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, he's more like Spider-Man visiting the fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I still do wonder if they are the connection. Like, is it a way to get to the fantastic four? That's what everybody wants. 
that's what everybody's waiting for. And that's like Matt was mentioning the evolution. It's like, yeah. Ooh, how's the X-Men going to, Ooh, how's right. the next four going to fit? And it's right. like, they're not going to do that in Ant-Man and the Wasp to me. No. no. <laughs> you know, they can do that in Avengers if they do it. I think it's a good setup for that. Maybe they're planting seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's yeah. seeds that I'm not seeing. It's like a, it's like a small, you know, no pun intended, small introduction into, I think a lot of bigger things. Yeah. yeah. Which they do tend to really take their time with these things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the idea <laughs> of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So we're, I don't, I don't do know if there's a lot just of. just a wasp without Anna? Ooh. I, same, same circumstances apply. But like when you said you would like to see Wasp in the Avengers, would you want to just Wasp no no Ant Man? Like would you like, you want to you're yeah, that'd be more losing that character. Um, yeah, I guess I am. Hmm. I don't Ant Man. Like it's if somebody says this is the thing. Like when this movie comes out, you know, and I see like how many people want to come to Comic Book Herald and find comics to read about these characters. Ant Man does not inspire that much interest. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> he just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, Avengers comes out and everybody's like, how do I get into Marvel? You know, well, it's like it, the most people I've ever seen. No, and I agree with you. And when I think of, oh, Ant-Man interests me, and again, this is like going back to my, you know, the 60s thing. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would want to read Avengers. Yeah. And Ant-Man and Wasp were in it. Right. Not so much just the ones that were and, and it's Hank Pym, too. What's that, Matt? I mean, you're talking about Hank Pym as Ant-Man, too. I mean, it's yeah. totally different. True, true. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. I think Scott's a lot more fun. Um, Hank, mm-hmm. Hank's comics history is so mess and they did a good job of like just fixing yes. and sort of absolving all of yeah. those problems in this, yeah. you know, him and Janet have been separated right. their entire adult life. So any like issues they had or domestic abuse that comes up in the comics, it's like, right. well, it's not applicable here, yeah. Yeah. you know? So these, ver- the versions are completely different, but if somebody says like, what's the Ant-Man comic I should read? It's like, what the heck do I point to? Yeah. No, you know? I, and I mean, this version of Ant-Man kind of is just somewhere between spider-man and iron man as far as where he fits as a character in the yeah. cinematic universe right. it's kind of it's not like they built out a super they didn't really lean into him being an ex-con or anything he's kind of just no. another funny is he even super smart though i don't know he's like Scott's, no. in the comics he's a little bit more because he's kind of like and he's they, really good at breaking into stuff yeah which they probably played him more in the first movie Cause like this movie, he's just—he's basically just a guy in a suit who can which kind of fun. fight, right? I mean, like he's which is a little fun. I mean, he—he he messes everything up. Yeah. You know, it's not like right. Spider-Man, where Spider-Man just has bad luck. You know, he tries and tries and tries, and it's right. just like everything goes right. wrong. Like Scott's just—he just messes everything up. <laughs> like he always kind of makes the wrong decision. He's really bungling and does all these dumb things. And in that way, yeah. he's like—he's the most relatable character. Right. probably of any of the superheroes because he's yeah like phil said he's just a guy in a suit kind of in a way that even like iron man isn't because right. iron man's you can say he's just a guy but right. no he's a billionaire playboy right. philanthropist you know right <laughs> but he made the suit scott never made the suit yeah. right yeah scott didn't even come fix with tech. scott can't even fix the suit either right yeah so i, <laughs> I like the character maybe, yeah i just i'm not like super jazzed about yeah if he shows him an avengers cool like i'll be happy if he shows him Captain marvel i'll be thrilled i'll be like right. oh this connection that's awesome right you know, I right. want to see him, right? Um, but right. he's a supportive as player. a standalone, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I agree with that. That's why I was just curious, yeah, going forward. And, and to Phil's point, I like these movies more because of the whole set of the characters, not mm-hmm. just because of. Andy. Yeah, I mean, I think Paul Rudd does a great job mm-hmm. at playing who he's playing, but yeah, it, it's like you know, everyone else yeah. really makes. I think his ex-con buddies is like yeah. like that casting group is. Yeah, it's very fun. 
It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. And again, they didn't, they didn't like, I was, I think I was talking about this. They, they leveraged the first movie with just enough, you know, kind of repeat kind of things in it. That mm. was funny. They didn't like get lost in it where it's like, okay, it's just the same old same. No. Kind of thing. I was impressed that they did the, him talking really uh, fast as other people's voices and it's still kind it's of played still... again because they were using the truth serum yeah right like they yeah. kind of found a new way to make it yeah, exactly. funny again exactly. it did it was more effect because i knew they were going to do it yeah. I'm like they're gonna drop this at some point and uh they played really well yeah. with the truth serum exactly. all right so let's let's come to an end here let's just finish it matt um we've got about s- almost a year i think it's till march 2019 it's a little, little under a year until the MCU returns. There's a pretty big gap here. And it returns with Captain Marvel, and then two months later, it's Avengers 4. Matt, what are you most looking forward to seeing in those two movies? Hmm. Um, I think for Captain Marvel, definitely the scrolls, um, I think is, they're just such an important part of the Marvel universe. And to have, if ever, the Fantastic Four, like to have them is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, super fun and it's going to be really interesting also maybe having her in the quantum realm maybe exploring the, the quantum realm a little more like actually seeing what's inside of it and kind of like we said like seeing if there are cities or you know other people or planets in the quantum realm i think will be cool mm-hmm. um and then for the next avengers i think for me i think they're going to do like multiverse stuff where it's almost like parallel universes um and that's where or or it's going to be like time travel um and i think either way you go it's going to be interesting to see like what happens i know i just read something that they said that they cast like a a 16 year old um scott's daughter uh, what's her cassie. name cassie um for this avengers movie so like they're obviously in the future a little ways huh. um and whether that's a different uh, like a, a parallel universe or if that's actually the future i think those are going to present some really interesting ideas yeah. for that movie hmm. phil what are you looking forward to <laughs> um i mean for me captain marvel i feel like is going to have a tough job in terms of do i really want to sit down and watch captain marvel when i've been waiting this long for the next avengers so i think that one i'm just are they able to create this new character that people are really going to latch on to when we're kind of looking ahead to Avengers, I think will be interesting to see. And then in Avengers, I kind of just wonder how crazy do they end up going? Do they end up bringing in something totally that wasn't in the first movie? Are they doing time travel? What's Thanos doing? Mm -hmm. I think there are so many directions and they could go so big. It's kind of seeing if they can pull that off, I think is just going to be kind of crazy to see. Yeah. Where they go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Captain Marvel for me, it's two things. One is, one is just how are they going to connect it to the past and to the upcoming then Avengers Mm -hmm. 4 movie. Um, And the second thing, which probably relates a little bit to that is just like Phil just said, they're introducing this brand new character that's, going to have a really big role it seems like mm-hmm. and what kind of are they going to do your you know origin story like where are they going to jump in into this character's kind of life yeah um for us all because um, i do think I, I think it's going to be important because of what that means to the future i think for avengers 4 it really it, it it's to me it's kind of like where are they going to take this to set the stage for going forward mm-hmm. um, right you know because that's like you know 
who are they going to bring back? Aren't they going to bring back? Are they going to bring back everybody? And in the context of that, what does it really mean? Is this next phase of the movie is going to be? Yeah. Be like? I yeah. Mean, I want the closure that like you just talked about, Phil, but I'm really looking more to like, what does it mean going forward? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's good. All right, cool. And I would love them to get some other Fantastic Four in the future. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. So I, a lot of what you guys said is, is really interesting. I think, I think the multiverse idea is something I hadn't really considered as thoroughly. Honestly, I've been thinking time travel for the most part. I'd still like to see Kang involved in some way. I just think that'd be so much fun. Um, especially the other rights back. I'm, I'm a little less gung ho. I'm very into the Fantastic Four being involved. Uh, and I'm not saying it has to be involved now. I just, does it set the stage for them down the road? I, yeah. I just would like to see, I would like to see a good, fan, a, a great I know. Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, made. I know. I definitely, I just, I'm a little less gung ho about them being involved <laughs> after Ant-Man, honestly, because it was like, I thought some of those connections might be made. I thought it might be a little mm-hmm. more negative zony. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they go multiverse and all that, then there's, and Matt's talking about, you know, future young Avengers and that sort of thing. Like there's a gazillion directions they could go. That'll be exciting to see. Yeah. Um, just kind of unrelated to anything, but I don't want to see the X-Men. <laughs> I don't want to see them at all. They don't fit in. It, it would be yeah. too much. No, I almost, I almost feel like the Marvel formula wouldn't do them justice in a way. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that they make know. good X-Men movies. I just don't want to see them tied into like, an Avengers craziness yeah, like this, no. you know, that's I mean, even like with no. the Marvel events where they often just kind of, it's too much stay. Well, but they often stay out. Like, they stay out. And or they, they kind fight. of have their own events. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost wonder if they're just going to like introduce certain characters, like not the whole like X-Men team, but maybe have like a character here and there that is related or is somehow like technically a mutant, but yeah, like you had like Quicksilver, you know, and you had like, Obviously, you have the Scarlet Witch, so it's kind of like you have these characters a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe playing around with that and, and, and having them not be, you know, technically X Men could be an interesting way to bring them in. But I don't know. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, and obviously, they did it super seamlessly with Spider Man. So I think I think at this point, doubting the big picture stuff is crazy. <laughs> They've done everything right. so well. Yeah. Uh, but well, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Thanks, guys. Um,